me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. Anxious world, what's going on, everybody? I thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Like always, I'm your very honored and blessed host, Keith. Back to, you know, pass the mic to somebody that's going through a mental health struggle, disorder, or distress so they can share their story. And, you know, we can help break that stigma that, you know, we all know that exists out there in the world. It's the number one goal with this podcast. And I'm happy to say, you know, I'm a part of that. So thank you all for tuning in. So on this episode, really, really good episode, you're going to hear the story of Ryan Mosby. And me and Ryan's story is kind of similar. You know, I went back, listened to it twice, just listened to it a couple minutes ago. And I can it's so similar to how both of us, you know, dealt with our uh, anxiety and depression. Ryan's going to talk about learning that he was uh, going through depression and, and, and anxiety at an uh, early age. I believe he was 13 or 14 years old and how that kind of, you know, didn't really, you know, he struggled with that. Let's say he struggled with that. He didn't know how to talk about it. He didn't share his thoughts and what he was feeling and what he was going through with his friends and family out of fear somebody might judge him or, you know, might might not look at him the same. And I can definitely understand that. I went through that a very long time. I didn't want to share that with nobody. I felt like people would judge me and look at me as weak. And I didn't. First of all, I didn't even know how to speak to anybody. I didn't know what to say. And he's going to talk about that. And just going throughout life, dealing with depression and anxiety. And uh, when he was 21 years old, he was at work. And he suffered a massive panic attack that, you know, he ended up passing out and he had to go to the hospital. And he talked about that traumatic experience. He would hold on to that for a very long time. And he still didn't, you know, he still didn't share his feelings with people. You know, it it really it really wasn't. Uh, how can I say this? Because um, I like I said, I can kind of understand and uh, feel what he's going through. And so I know for me, it was just I didn't know how to start that conversation with anybody. And I can feel from Ryan's story, he felt the same exact way I did. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to talk about that and how his depression and anxiety will fuel his negative thoughts. And those negative thoughts would just stress you out because your whole entire time you're, you're you know, you awake, <laughs> you're walking around. Your head is filled with all this negativity. It's no positive coming out of this. It's, it's all negativity. And when when that negativity and all that negative stress and overthinking, you know, thinking you can't do this, I, this might happen, or if I go here, this may happen, overthinking and all that negative thoughts, once it gets to a, a boiling point that, you know, it reaches a high boiling point and it just explodes, oh, my goodness, man, it's a... It's a hell of a thing to be going through. So that's pretty much what his story about. You know, he's going to talk about now how he he's he sought out treatment and he went to a therapist 
but it did not work out for him. Going to see a therapist really didn't work out for him. He, you know, he, at least he did seek that treatment. He went for, I believe he said two or three months, maybe four months, but you know, it really didn't help him out. Um, I was in a similar situation. I did go through, go see a therapist, but it didn't help me out, you know, as much as I would have hoped it would have. Um, and side note, I really, really do think people should go that route and try to see if it's right for them. Some people it's not, some people it is. So I really do advocate for people to go seek that treatment and see if it's right for them. Let's get that out the way. But it didn't work for him. So he had to find other means of uh, coping with his uh, anxiety and depression. And one thing that he uh, started was a podcast similar to me. And that podcast was a way for him to share his voice, you know, um, shut his brain down and just, you know, talk about some positive, something that he really likes doing. And that has been tremendous for him in his life. So he's going to share that. And like I said, I, it's so many similarities between me and him in, in his story. I was just sitting there like, man, I feel you. I know exactly what you're talking about. So I think you guys are going to love it. And I will say this, man. Talk about it, man. I always say if you're going through a tough time, talk about it. Find that one person that you can trust, that you know, that you can confide in and be like, yo, listen, I'm not feeling right. I've been going through X, Y, and Z. You know, I know you probably don't have the answers for me. I just wanted to share it with you and let you know what I'm going through. Um, you probably feel like some weight has been lifted off your shoulders. And that's the first step of, you know, really trying to heal. Because we all want to heal. We all want to feel better. So I would say definitely talk about it and share what you're going through. It might be difficult, but find that way to, you know, open up and let people know exactly how you're feeling and what you're going through. So enough of me talking. Y'all came here to hear Ryan's story. So let's get into it. Um, the title of his story is I'm Lucky to Be Alive. And you will see why he titled his episode that way. So once again, I thank you all for tuning in to a, uh, another episode of Anxiety About Anxiety. I will be back next week with another inspirational story. So everybody stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll talk to you. Hello, my name is Ryan Mosby, and I suffer from anxiety and depression. Um, I first uh, I first noticed I had anxiety and depression when I was early teens, I'd say like 14, 15. Um, the depression started to hit as you are in grade school or middle school, high school. You know, kids are mean. Kids are, you know, you'll, they'll make fun of you for anything, really. And I was made fun of a lot. And I think that kind of started it. And then, uh, you know, the anxiety's always been there. I'm, I'm, I don't do good in social circles. I don't, um, I tend to overthink everything. I, uh, I always think of the worst case scenario, the worst thing that could possibly happen. That's what I, you know, that's the first thing I do all the time. Um, so when I, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what it was for a while, you know, back then, um, for context, I'm, I'm 31. So this was like the early two thousands, you know, mental health wasn't something that was talked about a lot. And, uh, it wasn't something that a lot of people knew or at least told me about. And so I had to kind of make my own um, decisions. I had to make my own, you know, do my own research and kind of figure it out. Um, I figured out it was depression pretty early on though. 
Um, but as, like I said, early 2000s, mid-2000s, it wasn't socially acceptable. So I hid it. Um, and I did a really good job of hiding it for uh, close to 10 years. Um, I did a really good job of hiding my depression and, uh, you know, not really showing and not really telling anyone, not talking to anyone, and that all built up. Um, we'll cut to, I was 21 or 22, um, and I was working a very physical job. While on the job, I had a massive panic attack. Um, there was a lot of personal things happening with me at the time. Um, I had just broken up with my girlfriend. Um, I, I was very unhappy. I didn't like my job. I didn't like where I lived. It, it was a lot happening in my life that kind of led to this panic attack, led to this depressive state. And uh, while on the job, I passed out. Um, and when I passed out, I remember passing out and then waking back up and having like six or seven people um, surrounding me and looking at me and telling me, you know, hey, Ryan, don't go to sleep. You know, keep your eyes open. Hey, stay with us. Um, but then I, I blacked out. Um, and that's a scary thats a scary thing to think about, that a panic attack made me black out. Um, a panic attack made me have a moment of not knowing what was going on. Um, I awoke uh, later in an ambulance being taken to the hospital while at the hospital, I was informed that my heart had actually stopped for five minutes or so. They're not 100% sure on the time because of, you know, they weren't really paying attention. But, um, yeah, that's a scary thing to get. That's news that you don't think you'll ever hear. Um, and that's when my whole mindset kind of changed towards my depression and my anxiety that's kind of where I started to realize I need to take this serious. I've got to hit this head on. I've got to do what I can to control this to the best of my ability. Um, and it was it was hard because, you know, I hid it for so long. Like I said, I hid it for close to 10 years. Um, and then I had to be very open with myself. I had to be very open with my family, my friends, my close, you know, my friends my close loved ones and it was a, it was a hard realization to come up with that you know look I'm not happy I've got this thing wrong with me that I cannot control that I cannot really explain um, and that most of you will not understand and it, it was it was a very hard time in my life which led for the depression to get worse I went through a very rough two or three years after that um, I gained a lot of weight um, and I, I was very unhealthy. Um, cut to, you know, I, I started to get better. I started to learn how to control my depression. I started to learn how to control my anxiety. Um, and it's still a fight every day. Um, it has been about 10 years since that um, happened. And I can say that it's never happened again. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm very lucky to be here. And I'm, I'm very happy um, to be here alive and be able to talk about this to however many people are going to listen to this and uh, to be able to tell my story because I haven't done this very much with very many people. Um, I don't open up a lot, but I feel like it's important in today's day and age to just be true to yourself and be true to who you really are and this is who I really am. Um, as far as, you know, 
where my depression's at now, I would say it's better. I am coming off of a rough week um, as far as mentally. Um, I work retail, and if there's anyone out there listening that works retail, you know what that's like, and you know the stress that you're under constantly. Um, so I work retail, and so that doesn't help me much certain days. Um, but on top of that, there's been just been a lot of personal financial things happening in my life that have really, like I said, I always think the negative first, and it really put me into a negative state of downward spiral, and I've had a rough couple days. I can say now that I'm feeling better. Um, I'm starting to feel that happiness come back. I'm starting to feel that weight just lift off of me, Um, and I can report that I'm doing better. Um, I'm not 100%. I'm still got, you know, my chest still hurts a little bit. I still got a little bit of that, you know, that feeling. Um, but I'm doing better. And so um, I just, I just, yeah, it, it's been a rough week. I'm, I'm getting back. Um, and I struggle every day. You know, it, 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 I actually had an attack at work. And so, you know, having a panic attack at work in front of your coworkers really, really takes its toll on you. And it really makes you you know, look at your coworkers and see who's there for you and who's not. And I had one coworker step up and really be a friend to me and it was amazing and I can't thank him enough. Um it was awesome. He was amazing. Um so yeah. Anyway, back to my depression, how I deal with it. So very early on in my life or very early like after my, you know, near death experience and all that, I, I learned I, I went to therapy. Um, therapy didn't work for me and, and, and I know it works for some people, but it doesn't work for some people and therapy worked for, I did it for three to four months. Um, you know, a session a week, two sessions a week, but I just, it didn't get, I didn't get the satisfaction or the, the, I don't know what, I didn't get the need that I wanted out of it. Um, so I found my own means of dealing with this and dealing with my stress my anxiety, my depression. One of the things I do is actually a podcast, and I'm not trying to self-promote anything here, um, but I do have a podcast of my own um, called Suplexes, Scores, and Save Points. If you're into wrestling, video games, whatever, um, sports, you can uh, check that out. But this is not a plug. I'm just saying what it is. Um, I do that. It is a good way for me to be creative, and when you're creative, I feel like it, it's, it distracts your brain enough to where you don't have to worry and that depressing and all the depression and all the stress and all the anxiety that you're feeling in your life kind of goes away because you're focused on this task. And so that was one way I do it. I have my own podcast. I have a YouTube channel as well. Um, YouTube channel is something I don't do very often, but I love editing videos. I love editing audio. I love teaching myself. I just taught myself Photoshop the other day to make a, um, a design for my podcast. So I'm teaching myself stuff all the time. I'm not really would say I'm a tech nerd, but I, I do love technology and teaching myself new things. And so that's another creative side, you know. I'm I'm being I'm I'm learning a new skill, which again distracts my brain. Another thing I like to do is write. I, I write short stories, I just write random things. I would trying to maybe quote write like a movie script, make a movie one day. That's it, it it's it's again, it, it distracts me. Video games distract me. I have found a way to keep my brain entertained, to keep it focused on something else to where I don't feel 
that I need to think about my depression. And, and that may not be healthy. I don't know. But it works for me. Um, I do not take pills. I do not take medication. Any of that stuff. I've That did not work for me either. So I've had to found, find more natural, um, creative ways to help myself. And I, I know I can control myself when I come in. You know, obviously deep breathing, calming yourself down, clearing your head. That kind of stuff works as well if I'm in the middle of an attack. Um, so, yeah, did this has been great. I don't talk about this much. Um, and I do want to thank, you know, you for having me on. Um, this is, uh, this has been great. Uh, this has been really cool. Um, yeah. If there's anything I would like to say to the audience, there's anything I'd like anyone listening, if you're struggling to say it is, if you're struggling, a talk to somebody. Um, cause I know sometimes you don't want to talk. Um, find that one person, if it's just one person, a boyfriend, girlfriend, family member, friend, coworker, somebody that you, f- you can trust and just talk to them. Let them know what you're feeling. Let them know what's going in your head Two, do not let negative thoughts control you. I know I have a hard time with this and I really let the negative thoughts sometimes get into me and really batter me down and, and beat me up, but don't let the negative thoughts fuel you positive energy positive thoughts is the way to go clear your mind just calm down be creative again pick up a hobby that uses your brain that makes you think that keeps you uh focused and keeps you on task and the last thing i would say is set goals for what you want to do um so that way you're always thinking of the future you got goals in mind you're thinking you know hey i want to do this one day i want to be a doctor one day i want to make a movie one day i want to get married and have a family whatever goals professionally personally whatever kind of goals you can set set little bitty goals and then set really big goals because the little bitty goals you'll feel accomplished you'll feel happy you'll be you know wonderful and then if you ever get to accomplish one of those big goals that's going to be amazing but on that journey to the big goal you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna feel the you're getting closer you're getting there and it just keeps your mind fresh um so i just want to thank you for having me on um this has been a great healing process this is a great podcast i'm definitely subscribed now um i love it this is an amazing thing you're doing and keep this up and anyone struggling just know you're not alone we're all here for you we're all in this together um again i am ryan thank you for having me on this has been awesome this has been a very um, healing experience for me and I'm sorry this wasn't too professional or anything um, like I said I don't talk about this much but I wanted to get my story out there and hopefully maybe I help somebody or someone finds this interesting uh, thank you for having me I appreciate it um, yeah thank you uh, and, and just be nice be good to people and uh, keep yourself safe <laughs>